Welcome to the Cashflow Chronicles. I'm your host, Johnny Catani, and the founder of Catani Capital Group. For the last two years, I've been studying alternative assets and now help solve the problem of creating passive cash flow for creators, influencers, and busy professionals by bringing you five episodes a week of easy to understand education in the world of passive investing. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Chronicles. I'm your host, Johnny Catani. I hope everyone is having a great week. Happy hump day. Hope you all had a great weekend. I played in a sand volleyball tournament down in St. George, Utah. It was awesome. We had a bunch of nets set up uh, right near the lake. Uh, played on the red sand, ran around, got to jump in the lake between games. Uh, it was really a great time. And, uh, you know, always a, a fun way to uh, roll into the week after a week of camping. We rented a trailer. Uh, it was really a lot of fun. So hope everyone also had a great weekend. We are now still rolling right through spring. Seems like uh, we're getting thunderstorms pretty much every day. <laughs> so just what we need here is more rain. Uh, if you're from Salt Lake or been paying attention, we have been, now that the snow is starting to melt, now that we're getting warm temps, the rivers are raging. We've got some houses in one area up on the mountainside that have completely fallen, just collapsed. Now, no one was in them. They knew it was coming. Uh, the warning signs were pretty evident early on. But that's been an issue. There's a whole canyon that's been closed now because the river that runs through it wiped out the road. So it has been absolutely crazy. And we just keep getting more rain. And honestly, if you go up high enough, I mean, if you look at some of these mountains, if you were if you were looking at the tallest mountains, you would you would still think it was the middle of winter with how much snow they have. It is absolutely crazy. So it would definitely be something to keep an eye on. Uh, you know, I'll be interested to see what happens, but uh, it's been crazy. So anyway, I hope everyone uh, is doing well. I want to give an update. Uh, we finally have an update from the federal government in terms of the debt ceiling. Uh, I talked last week about where we were kind of at. A bit stagnant, but good news uh, is coming. So uh, I'm really excited. To, well, I shouldn't say I'm excited, but I'm going to give you guys an update. It's not that exciting, but we're at least making making progress. So before I get to that, you guys, of course, always remember: if you are not on my list yet, go join my list. The Katani, the Cashflow Chronicles. dot <laughs> com. I'm staring at the the screen uh, for this recording, which is literally just me, of course, with my sign in the background. If you've watched, if you ever watched on YouTube or you've been on a Zoom call with me, you know, I have my studio, which has my Katani Calvin Group sign behind me. And I was just staring at it. And uh, you can go to the Katani, you can go to KataniCapitalGroup.com. You can join my list there as well. If you go to the top right corner and click become an investor, uh, scroll down and uh, there's a form there to fill out that will get you on my list. But if you go to the cashflowchronicles.com, you will get the video series that's coming out soon, uh, which I'm very excited about. So anyway, uh, don't forget, go there, join the list. Uh, 
starting to work on some deals, uh, still waiting. I've got the oil and gas deal. If you guys are waiting to hear what's happening with the oil and gas deal, that is still under review by some independent experts. So I will uh, certainly let you guys know. Uh, It's not a for sure thing. I know I've talked to some people who are waiting. If you haven't reached out yet and are just waiting to hear, then I'm still waiting to hear back from them as well. I reached out to both of them today to follow up. So I'm hoping that tomorrow at least get a follow up in terms of where we're at in their review. And then, you know, really looking forward to hopefully rolling this deal out. Uh, I would, you know, I think it's an awesome opportunity. I think, you know, and I'm, and, and this is actually relevant to the conversation we're going to have about what's happening in discussion with the federal government, but you know, listen, you guys, I am all for renewable energies. And, you know, certainly I think we're headed in that direction. But, you know, you listen to people like even Warren Buffett recently talked about how he still has a 20 year outlook for oil, oil and natural gas, oil and gas. So, you know, I think the biggest thing when it comes to this stuff, you know, as an investor is to, you know, really, of course, you know, we talk about coming up with your investment thesis. If something like this against your investment thesis, that's totally fine, right? I, I totally understand that. But for me, it feels like, you know, this is an opportunity to invest domestically in an energy source that is going to be used, you know, at least for the foreseeable future and certainly for the next three to five years, which is the whole period for this deal anyway. So, I think it prevents a very, uh, presents a very awesome opportunity, as well as obviously, as I've been talking about when it comes to real estate, transaction volume being down, you know, uh, investors are looking elsewhere at, at other opportunities. You know, there's, uh, I've talked about e-commerce as well, which is an opportunity I'm going to be looking into. Uh, someone just presented that in my mastermind group in Raise Masters as an investment opportunity with some Amazon and Walmart stores. So, you know, investors are looking other places and that's okay. It's important to, as I said, when I presented the oil and gas deal a few weeks ago, to stay open-minded. And while I'm very bullish on real estate and will always love real estate and that will be the foundation, it's important to be diversified for moments like this when, you know, let's say three years ago you did you know, uh, or let's just say two years ago, you did an oil and gas deal and you did a real estate deal at the same time, right? Both great deals. But let's say two years ago, the debt piece on the real estate was, uh, you know, bridge or floating rate, right? So, and, you know, bridge debt, floating rate, no rate cap. And now, you know, your annual mortgage payment went from a million to 1.5 million right? As the operator. So you're invested in this deal and, you know, basically just went up 50%. Well, most likely what's happened, in fact, I can almost promise what's happened is that operator has withheld distributions or cut them back, most likely withheld them completely. And it's not to say that that's a bad deal, right? I mean, that's part of it. These things happen. But if you compare it to what's happening in oil and gas, and the reason I have this to compare it to is because, you know, the 
the operator in the the oil and gas deal that I'm looking at did one from two years ago. And, you know, it's been paying 19% uh, cash on cash, annual cash on cash. So when you compare the two as of right now, the oil and gas is killing it, right? And the real estate deal will be fine. All this is, is the operator withholding distributions in order to ensure that they can make their debt payment, get through this turbulent time. And then ultimately, we all know real estate will eventually go back up. And of course, you're you know, going to get your, your investment back and then some, right? Now, how long that will be, we don't know. But if you're a cash flow investor and your cash flow got dried up from real estate, well, the good news is, is that oil and gas deal is still paying, you know, 19% for this uh, specific example. So that's kind of my two cents on, on that whole piece of things. Um, and why, you know, I think it's important to, you know, always be paying attention and, and you keep growing your network. You guys, you wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't hear about these deals if it wasn't for, you know, going to conferences and talking to people and being part of mastermind groups. Very, very important to do that. So you can learn about these opportunities. So there you have it. Okay. So now to the debt ceiling. So I'm just going to cover this really quickly because there's not a ton but so essentially what's happened is so Biden, uh, President Biden is out uh, on a tour. I believe he's in Asia. He's cutting it short, but he's got his um, he's put some advisors in charge of negotiation. So negotiation talks have opened up. And essentially, here's what we're looking at. The Democrats, of course, just want to raise the ceiling and change nothing. Right. And you know, we'll negotiate later, but the Republicans are staying strong. Now, the good news is, is I talked last week and I talked about how the Republicans would absolutely regret if they let the country go into default, like an immediate regret, right? So the good news is from their, their camp, that's not what they want. They do not want that. It's bipartisan that we do not want to go into default. However, there's a couple things that they want and we'll start with the energy, uh, which relates to oil and gas. So the Republicans would like for some red tape to be rolled back in terms of how difficult it is to get permitting for infrastructure, specifically energy deals. And, you know, it's more or less their way of, of talking about, you know, more or less drilling for oil, right? So that's a bit, that's one big thing. They also want to see... They want to see the guidelines and kind of the, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the, the barriers or the, the, you know, they want to see, so those on welfare, food stamps, things like that, they want to, see, they want to make it a little bit more challenging to qualify. Thank you. Qualifications. They want to see the qualifications be a little bit more challenging in the sense of they want to push for that demographic, you know, economic demographic to have to work a little bit harder, right? So, you know, doing more in terms of of finding employment and having and keeping employment. So that's a big one as well. So you've got the energy, you've got the employment. And then the other big one 
is they want to see some more spending or they want to see there's actually still reserves, believe it or not, from the big COVID relief fund. And they'd like to see that a claw back. Basically what a claw back is, is if you literally envision someone clawing back, right? Like clawing something back, it's quite literally bringing it back. So they want to see some of the funds set aside from the COVID-19 relief bill brought back into the government to use for other things because, you know, really without getting too far into my stance on COVID, COVID's pretty much over, especially in America. Let's just, let's just say in America, right? COVID's pretty much over. Not to say it's gone away, but certainly there's not really a need for, you know, a big relief fund. And so they'd like to see that clawed back. So that's really the update. We have basically two weeks to make this decision for, for before we go into default. June 1st has kind of been the date that's been set. So again, we'll, be, we'll certainly keep an eye on it. But the good news is that negotiations have begun and that both sides agree they do not want to go into default. So that's a huge update considering the Republicans there was a bit of a rumor that they were willing to allow default to kind of get their leverage. The other big thing too, to mention is they want, they want to, they want to be able to revisit this debt talk again next spring, whereas the Democrats don't. And the big, big reason the Republicans want to be able to revisit it is because for the basically the next 18 months until we have the well for the next 2 years until we have the midterms the republicans control the house and because of that they want to be able to revisit these kinds of things more frequently in order to continue to leverage it to get what they want whereas the democrats are trying to push to not have to revisit this for 10 years right because they're not sure when they're going to gain control back. So that's kind of what we're looking at right now. I don't have an opinion on what's going to happen. I don't think we're going to going to go into default. There will have to be some compromises somewhere. I think from what I've been reading, the some of the progressive Democrats are kind of on board with this energy, uh, rolling back the red tape on the uh, energy project. So we could see that kind of being what the Democrats sort of give them here. Hey, we'll give you this one. You know, let's let's get this deal done. Let's raise the ceiling and then we can revisit later. And certainly, you know, negotiations can always be on the table. So I really think that will be the one that the, the Democrats kind of uh, concede to. Uh, it, how that looks, I'm not really sure. Uh, and then, you know, certainly I'd like to see the COVID funds be returned back. You know, I think that, you know, the, the government spending has just been out of control. So that's another one that I'd like to see uh, rolled back. But from what it looks like, it looks like the energy will be the, the big one. And then we'll obviously have to kind of keep an eye on and see what happens when it comes to the, um, Right now, the the low income and the low income qualifications, kind of welfare qualifications, and then of course uh, the covered relief. So, 
so that's really it. That's kind of the update for now. Uh, you know, we'll we'll certainly keep an eye on it, and I will absolutely keep you guys updated as things roll out. I expect over the next week or so, week to ten days, for there to be a lot of movement in one way or the other, and for this deal to get done. Hopefully, not in the eleventh hour. The markets are responding accordingly. The stock market is starting to drop. I believe the Dow was down 300. You guys know I don't talk a ton about the stock market. Obviously, I was a stockbroker. I I use it to compare a lot to commercial real estate to show you how, you know, much how much more stable of an investment real estate is, uh, specifically commercial real estate, specifically commercial real estate that does not include office. So, you know, multifamily, self-storage, that kind of thing. So, so anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, again, the cashflowchronicles.com. That is where you go. Join the list. Got a lot of great things coming for you guys. I really appreciate you guys listening today. As always, very, very grateful. And I look forward to talking to you guys on Friday. So you guys enjoy the rest of your week and I will talk to you soon. See ya. Thank you again for tuning in. Who do you know that wants more cash flow? Share this episode with them so you can grow your cash flow together. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you're subscribed on your platform of choice so you never miss a new episode. Go to katanicapitalgroup.com to learn more.